Welcome to this week's Fit for Purpose podcast. Today we're joined by Rod Waldy, who's CEO of Gately PLC. Now, when you hear that name Gately PLC, you might have all sorts of ideas about what this company is, but actually it's quite a unique company in its own way because it's predominantly a law firm that provides wider professional services. And, and I'm sure Rod will tell us a little bit more about what Gately does. But most law firms are partnerships and Gately's a company that has decided to take a very different approach on how it runs itself and how it's organised. So we'll get into that shortly, but great to have you doing the podcast, Rod. Tell us a little bit about your role as CEO and partner and also for Gately, what that practically means for you day to day. I mean, what do you end up doing as a CEO of Gately? Thanks, Justine, and it's great to be here. Um, so with sort of impeccable timing, if you like, uh, my role as CEO at Gately started on the 1st of May last year. <laughs> and um, I guess as a consequence of that, Justine, my main focus during the first year has been guiding the business through the pandemic. Um, and vitally, that's in a way that's enabled us to continue to deliver a first-class service to our clients but also in a manner that's ensured the safety and well-being of our people. And I guess that necessarily there's been a, a heightened focus on engagement with our key stakeholders. So a lot of my time has been spent listening to and updating our people and our clients and um, our shareholders. But, but my practice area, as you say, Gately is, is fundamentally a law-led professional services business. My practice area is actually real estate. And I still spend a, a little time working with the real estate team on transactions. And really that's to help me keep my hand in. And um, it also gives me a sort of clear, practical understanding of day-to-day -day operational issues. So I think, you know, the first year has been dominated for me, quite obviously, by the pandemic in the same way that most businesses have been. And it's a big relief to all of us, I'm sure, that we're now approaching a more business-as-usual environment. And I think that means that I can focus now more on driving forward our strategy for growth at Gateway. And I'm sure, I think, for all of us, um, you know, we're all looking forward to a time when things are more normal. And for you as a business, it's fantastic to have you as one of those leading companies that is working with us on an action plan on social mobility. You're really looking at how the levelling up goals work for Gately. Tell us a little bit about what social mobility means for a, a business like Gately and why it's so important to you in, in, in many respects to sort of have it at the centre of what you're doing. So, um... You've already uh, indicated, Justine, that we, we, we are not a traditional law firm. Um, we, we used to be a partnership and we transitioned into becoming a PLC, a publicly listed company in 2015. And, and that really began the creation of a more diverse business in, in which through share ownership, um, we're all incentivized to successfully succeed collectively succeed I should say really that, that, that there are many parts to a foundation for success but but vitally I think we've got an environment in which everyone's welcome and valued 
And really that allows people to play to their strengths in a business which, which I'm comfortable has an infrastructure for opportunity and fair career progression. And that's, that, that's regardless of, of, of the background of the individuals that work for us. So of course, we've, we've got lots of traditional entrants to professional services, but we've got multiple examples of people in the business who've joined us from non-academic backgrounds and they've progressed their careers with us in a way that they probably never anticipated. And, that, and that's great to see because, well, it's, it's wonderful for the person in question, the employee in question, but also they become an inspirational role model for others in the business really, who are from similar backgrounds, but have ambitions for success. And I actually believe that through all of that, we, we, we deliver better outcomes to our clients through the diversity of thought, talents and experience that we have in the business. And how do you find those, that more diverse group of people? I mean, it, it would be easy, I guess, just to, you know, have a, a, a single route in, for example, to becoming, um, you know, a practicing sister or lawyer. How do you make sure that you, you give those opportunities to that much wider group? What are some of the things that you've done? So we've, we've got wider career paths for our people. Yes, for sure, we've got a number of people that, that are in the business going through traditional career programs in either law or any of the other consultancy services that we offer. But, but we, for example, in legal services, we offer what we call qualifying paralegal status to people. So this is effectively where people uh, join us as, as paralegals. That may be from a university background. It may not be from a university background. And they have an opportunity to grow with us, um, train with us as a paralegal to a point where they achieve a status in training that actually the, um, the Law Society recognise uh, as the equivalent status of somebody going through a traditional uh, training programme. Uh, and ultimately, they can qualify into the business um, as, a, as, a, as a solicitor, but through a different uh, career programme. And, and we reflect those career programmes across the business uh, for graduates and non-graduates. So, so we're attractive to a wide range of, of, of people with a wide range of backgrounds because we offer both a traditional and a non-traditional career path for people. And do you find that you have challenges making sure that talent gets pulled through, you know, to more senior levels in Gately? Certainly for, for many law companies, I think, you know, there's a recognition that recruitment is one thing, but, but making sure you really turbocharge careers is something slightly different. How does Gately go about really making sure that those those very different routes people can join the business through can continue to sort of take them through and up up into some of those most senior positions well i think i think talent is sort of attracted to a clear strategy and, and we are very clear about our strategic intent and ambition and, and that's all about as i mentioned building a wider professional services business and, and I think that um, people tend to stick with a business that's got a clear strategy that they believe in. So actually, we do find that when people join Gately, they tend to stay at Gately. And it mm -hmm. gives us a much longer period of time in which to work with our employees, to recognize their strengths, to encourage them into 
roles in the business that give them a career path that probably is above and beyond what they imagined what they might do with Gately when they first joined us. So we have, um, we have a very robust set of mentoring programs in the business that are designed to spot talent and help people accelerate their career through the business. And we have a number of networking groups within the business internally as well that ensure that you know, we're, um, we're recognizing our responsibility to, um, uh, to creating a more uh, diverse and eclectic workforce within the business. So I do think we've got the tools in the business to, to identify talent and to help that talent progress through the business. And you mentioned a little earlier around the fact that that diversity gives you a better, better product, you know, better advice for your clients. Um, from the client side of things, are you seeing more of them interested in whether they're going to get that more diverse um, advice? Are they steadily changing over time to think, well, actually, we don't want, you know, a four person team of lawyers where it's all the same kind of person have you seen that change as well yeah for sure i mean genuinely but but certainly more in the large corporate arena than in the smaller sme type arena justine but um certainly some of our larger corporates now like me believe that they they do get better outcomes um through a more diverse um uh, set of talent on on their mandates um so there are a number of organizations now in the large corporate arena that are very focused on diversity and very interested to know what the makeup of our teams are um, and, and how we ensure and um, uh, progress um, you know, a more diverse workforce within the business. So you end up with a very different company in a way to maybe a more uh, traditional law firm. And obviously you've come into the, the business um, as CEO or certainly into the CEO role. How, how different does it feel to you? And, and what do people in Gately think about the fact that it's this PLC and people have got shares in it who are the employees? How do they feel about the business being different? Um, I think that the, at the core of our strategy to float Gately back in 2015 was what we called our D, D and I strategy. And D and D stand for uh, differentiate through diversity. I stands for incentivize. And what we've built is a business that is a wider professional services business. So it's differentiated against our traditional single skill, law firm competitor market. We now have consultancy businesses in Gately that complement our legal services market and therefore make our business much more interesting to the people that work in it mm -hmm. um, and actually much more interesting to the clients that we engage with. And I think through a more diverse set of services to clients, we've built a more diverse business um, and, 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 and actually, 50% of the people in our business are, are shareholders. So there's a much greater focus on us as a collective ensuring success for the business, because that means that us as a collective are doing well out of the business. So I recognise so, that as a significant difference between the way Gately is now and the way it was before 2015. 
And so effectively, you paint a picture of a company that is diverse purely because it's not just a law firm. And, and then, if you like, steadily developing that wider business, you end up with a team ethos that quite naturally fits to having a different structure as a company than maybe a more conventional law firm would have, which is, I think is, is really, really interesting. And, and that that in, in turn then also means that you can appeal to a wider group of, of people and talent to come and be part of the business. That's exactly it, yeah. The, 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 di- the now diversity in our service lines does make our business more diverse generally. And I think a more inspiring place to work. Yeah. And before we move on from, from this, just for your investors. So, of course, you know, PLC means you have shareholders and they're not all, uh, they're not all employees. How important do you think this is for, for the investors in Gately? And how do you see that changing on that side of things over time? Oh, I think the emphasis on being a responsible business is um, is is heightened now. Um, I think actually the pandemic is is another factor in 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 the heightened emphasis on being a responsible business. Justine, I think in the same way that um, you know I mentioned earlier, we we took time to pause and think about what we really wanted to be and where we really could make a, a difference. I think investors have taken time to reflect on what they should be investing in and and what the investments that they've made in terms of the businesses that they've invested in are actually doing um so i think there's a there's a there's a a much higher degree of scrutiny of businesses like ours when it comes to what the purpose of the business is what what role we're playing in society beyond the role that we traditionally play as an employer of people um, and also, yes, coming back to diversity and inclusion, how diverse we are in our makeup and how inclusive we are in our makeup as well. Purpose is obviously really important, as you said, to all businesses, especially to, to Gately. But for you, um, Rod, right, obviously it matters, doesn't it? Because it is all about leadership in a sense. And how do you see that leadership role that you've got as CEO for Gately? on something as important as levelling up? Well, I think, um, I think probably for, for a professional services business like Gately, um, leadership in this space means a lot of things, but probably the three most important things are de- demonstrating a clear commitment to making effective changes to the status quo, really. Um, you know, we, we're a business that's always been prepared to challenge the status quo. Um, as we've already mentioned, you know, we were the first commercial law firm, uh, law firm to transition from a partnership to a publicly listed company. So at the core of our strategy for doing that was the wish to operate a more diverse business model and incentivize people for a wider opportunity. And I think... Um, me as a leader, I have to show a clear commitment to a continued um, effort to make effective changes to the status quo. So I, I see that as box number one, if you like. In box number two, I think um, I think we have to be honest about what we can and should do. So, for example, at Gately, I feel that we can contribute to each of the 14 levelling up goals, but the nature of our business means that we can and will do 
a more meaningful um, role, have more meaningful impact in, in certain goals. And, and they're probably very obvious, um, open recruitment, fair career progression, infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure sorry, for opportunity. And of course, the good health and well-being of, of, of our people. So, so I think you know we have to be honest about what impact we can make, and I think we have to focus on those areas where we can genuinely make the most impact. And, and thirdly, and most importantly, as a leader in this space, it, it's it's ensuring that we get it done. Um, you know, businesses like ours need to live and breathe their commitment to the agenda, the Leveling Up agenda, that we're delighted to be aligned to. Um, but, but we need to deliver, uh, and we need to do that either as a business standalone or in tandem with the other great organisations that, that share this commitment. So part of leadership is, is also ensuring that it gets done. And, and I guess measuring that progress as well. Absolutely. And so you're obviously now CEO, um, and I know you had a sort of career prior to that um, within Gately. Did you always plan a career in law, Rod? So what, tell us a little bit about your own journey that sees you now in this fantastic role where you can really you know, drive the business forward. Yeah, well, like many people at the age of 18, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do, Justine. So I hadn't got a clue, I should tell you. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. And um, my, my father gave me a really good piece of advice when I confessed to him that I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do at 18. And that was, go to university, do a degree that you will enjoy, because if you do a degree that you're going to enjoy, you will do well at it, and that will be a good platform for you to move forwards from. So I actually came to Manchester and I did a history degree. Mm -hmm. And during my time studying history, I gradually worked out that law was the way forward for me. Um, so when I finished my history degree, um, I did a law conversion course. Hang, um, hang on, hang on, Rob. You, you're, you're kind of jumping here. So you, you tell us about how come law appealed to you? Because um, not everybody who does a history degree suddenly thinks, oh, I know, I'll become a lawyer. I'm really interested in almost, like, how did that happen? What, what it, kind of piqued your interest? Yeah, it, it's not as inspiring as you may think, Justine, because um, my father was a lawyer mm -hmm. and um, various other members of my family had had careers in law. Mm -hmm. So I'd always been around the law. But I never actually thought necessarily that I would go into the law. And mm. I think that the, the history degree was quite an interesting gateway to law for me from an academic perspective, because at its core, history is quite an analytical subject. Mm -hmm. and actually, those analytical skills play very well into a career in law. So I began to see a connection between what I was really enjoying at university as a degree subject and what I might be able to do as a, as a as a career in law so um, you so mean almost going back to so looking at a historical situation and almost analyzing it in terms of being able to understand it that that actually as a skill was exactly what you need to do um in the legal profession yeah i definitely think there's a correlation you know i really do um it's about sort of cutting through the primary and secondary materials mm -hmm. um in, in history as as it, as it is in law, cutting through, um, you know, reams of 
precedent and case study and all the rest of it to, to, to come to a point that you can reach a conclusion on that that um, that works for the particular mandate that you're retained on. So mm. I, I could clearly see a correlation between what I was doing academically at university and, and, and what my career in, in law might look like. And so you then get on with your your career and, and steadily, by the sounds of it, um, get more and more senior and, and now find yourself in this this in, incredible role. And if you were sort of talking about, you know, your objectives for, for Gately, I mean, it's fantastic to see you putting levelling up really at the core of it. Tell us a little bit about where Gately goes next. So we've got a really clear strategy, Justine, we want to grow our business into becoming a wider professional services business. Um, at the moment, we would be described as a law-led professional services business, and the vast majority of our revenues are still in legal services. But our aspiration is to get the business um, to a point over the next five years where the balance between legal services and consultancy services is, is much more pronounced. Um, so in five years time, uh, I would imagine that 70% of our revenues would be in legal services and 30% would be in complementary consultancy services. And, and again, I think that makes us a much more interesting uh, proposition for the people that work in the business, for our clients and for our investors. I think it'll be a really interesting journey. And as you say, it, it builds almost on those ingredients of success that you've already tapped into in terms of, of being diverse. Now, you talked a little bit about the journey that you've been on. And if you were, you know, talking to a younger Rod, um, yeah. what advice do you think you'd give yourself now having having kind of, I mean, obviously you've got a long way in your career left, but but sort of even now, the learnings that you've got and the advice you'd give yourself. So I, I, I often speak to younger Rods who are joining the business, really. And um, what I usually say to them is you've worked incredibly hard to get to where you are. You know, law is a great career. Um, it's a gateway to, to many opportunities. And, and my advice to them is just don't waste any of those opportunities. Be open minded about them all. And in terms of um, the best advice you've ever received from anyone, what would that be? Uh, that would probably be just two words, which is stay focused. And, and the person that said that to me, they didn't mean it in a, in a singular way. You know, we've all got lots of things going on in our life, but, but most of them have a purpose, different purpose, depending on what pocket of life you're talking about. But, but the advice I was given was just stay focused on whatever that is. So don't get diverted. And I guess in being able to stay focused, it necessarily means you've got to be really clear about what you're trying to do in the first place. Absolutely wrong. Rod, clearly lots of companies are focused on this ESG agenda. Tell us a little bit about how you see levelling up and the levelling up goals fitting into that S bit of the ESG agenda. I mean, it's interesting because when we look at ESG, you know, the G bit in, in ESG for a professional services business, particularly a law-led professional services, that should be a given. The mm -hmm. E bit, the E bit's sort of harder for us to make real impact in, but the S bit, the S bit's where we would naturally focus. 
Mm. Actually, the coming back to your point about reflection, really, I think if there's a silver lining, there are probably a couple of silver linings to the pandemic cloud. One of them is that it did give us a bit of time to reflect, actually, and to think a bit more about what our purpose as a business is. You know, we mm -hmm. definitely did that. And, and in the context of ESG, particularly the S in ESG, it's allowed us to think about where we could make the most impact, being the type of business that we are. And we felt very much that that was in the S box of the ESG. And really, in, in not all, but most of the 14 goals, we think we can help and play an important role. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and very much part of our purpose is doing the right thing in the communities where we have um, you know, bricks and mortar on the ground and, mm -hmm. and employees in the business. We, we, we want to be impactful in, in our communities in the same way that we want to um, be impactful with our clients and our staff, really. So the levelling up goals are, are hugely attractive to us to, 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 to hang off and, mm -hmm. and, and feel properly aligned to in a way that we feel that we can uh, genuinely, you know, impact and, and, and help. Mm, interesting. Um, right, I've got a couple more quick fire questions. Um, one is proudest career moment. Uh, definitely becoming Gateley's CEO last May. That was that was a great honour. Mm. And, and an amazing time to have to lead the company, really, I suppose, through one of its most challenging periods in many respects. That's right. I mean, my timing wasn't perfect from that point of view. Or maybe um, it was perfect. Maybe this is exactly the right time to, to come in. Maybe it was, but we, we've got a great leadership team in the business. So it, it's not all down to the CEO. It's down to the people around the CEO. And um, I'm very lucky. I've got a great team of people around. And then last question then, favourite book or favourite movie? What would you say and why? Okay, well, favourite book is actually Boris Johnson on Winston Churchill. <laughs> it, a it, very it, politically correct answer. <laughs> and it genuinely is. I, I know he wrote it when he was mayor of London. I hardly, I can't imagine how he found the time to write it because it's quite a book. But it's, um, it's a really well-written book and um, it's written about a person who I find fascinating. But it's written in a very different way to any other book that I've read about Churchill. How, how um, so? Uh, I think it's written through the eyes of a man who uh, was just or is just incredibly inspired by Churchill, but, but, uh, but, but through the eyes of a man who is prepared ultimately at the end of the book to see that Churchill did have some faults. All the way through the book, you have this impression of, of a biographer who's, 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 who's writing through one eye, but at the end of the book, no, it's, it's, it's much more measured and um, balanced. And I think it's a great read. Um, I just think it's really interesting to read a book written by a man who was clearly hugely inspired by somebody who is now a predecessor in office to him. Yeah, it's quite a unique, um, a unique book in that sense, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And, no, and it's my favourite book, favourite film, Godfather Trilogy. <laughs> Do you know, that has uh, been mentioned before, and I've never watched the Godfather trilogy, so I oh, clearly yeah. now need to. But why, why is it such a, a great movie for you, Rod? I just think the cinematography is fantastic, actually. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, 
great, great director. I love the fact that his daughter did the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cinematography is brilliant. And I just think the story is fantastic. You know, Italian immigrants builds a, a dynasty in America. OK, it might have been on the wrong side of the track, on the wrong <laughs> side of the law. But it is a it's a fantastic story and it's it's brilliantly delivered. Well, it's a good it's a good piece on which to end, I think. Um, Rod, it's been absolutely brilliant having you doing the podcast. We're so excited about the work that we're doing with Gately and you know your own contribution to leveling up. And as you said, you know, you're thinking really broadly about this entire agenda. So it'll be fantastic to, to get that action plan done and, and, and to really see all of the positive things it can help deliver. So Rod, thanks so much for your, your leadership on this. And it's been brilliant having you doing the podcast today. Justine, thank you very much for spending some time with me. And we are genuinely excited about uh, being part of the initiative. Thank you 